Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine, where you can always have great suggestions for your next audiobook. I'm Michelle Cobb, publisher of Audiophile, and this week we are focused on our selection of 2021's best audiobooks. In our special episode today, we'll talk about the fiction audiobooks that are best of the year, an excellent array of choices, and we have a very special guest, Golden Voice narrator Dion Graham. I'll talk with him shortly. But first, here are Audiophile's 2021 selections for best audiobooks in fiction. Apples Never Fall by Leanne Moriarty, read by Caroline Lee. Cloud Cuckoo Land by Anthony Doerr, read by Marin Ireland and Simon Jones. Matrix by Lauren Groff, read by Adjua Ando. The Love Songs of W.E.B. Du Bois by Honoré Fanon Jeffers, read by Adenrele Ojo, Karen Chilton, and Prentice Onayemi. And Harlem Shuffle by Colson Whitehead, read by Dion Graham, who is here with us today. Thanks for joining us, Dion. Hey, how are you, Michelle? <laughs> I'm good. All right, so tell us exactly what is this audiobook about? <laughs> That's a great question. I sort of li- I like I like what I've what I've heard said about it that it is family drama masquerading as a crime novel. It's a hilarious morality play, a social novel about race and power, and ultimately it's a love letter to Harlem. Well, it is set in Harlem and you actually live in New York. So I do. did you end up using your knowledge of the locations, the neighborhoods to enhance your performance? I mean, yeah, I hope so. I, I, I think so. I mean, it's so pithy and full of um, all the vitality and, and, and just colorfulness of Harlem and of the city. So I'm sure it's people by, you know, I'm sure people that I see every day. And it's also just very familiar. I spent a lot of time in Harlem over the years. And yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure there are a lot of characters that I've seen one way or the other up in there. I picture you kind of walking the streets of Harlem, mm-hmm. you know, reading the book and <laughs> practicing, but probably not, no. It wasn't quite like that, but in my mind, maybe. <laughs> Excellent. And how did you get into the speech patterns of the 1960s? Well, the writing is is just so spectacular and subtle at times, just full-throated in its own way. So that was... Um, 
it was easy to do in that way because Colson has just written such a, a great novel um, and the characters are so themselves that that wasn't hard to do. And also, you know, just living here, uh, you know, you can certainly call to mind all the people that you have uh, that seen, that you've seen that resemble these folks. But really, you know, just the, the writing is so strong that the characters just kind of stepped forward. And what stayed with you about the book itself? You know, the thing about this book is it's, it's I find Riley funny and also uh, a great look at all kinds of things, and including New York, Harlem, life, race relations in New York in, during the 60s in a very subtle way, and also some commentary on some things even that are going on now, even though we're looking at it through the lens of that. But I will say that it's just... The, the drip drip of the struggle for Ray, Ray Carney, the main character, who the striver, he wants to be a striver. He's trying to, to gain a life of respectability coming from a family, uh, his father in particular, you know, sort of specialized in crime um, and getting by in that way because maybe he was forced to do that. But he specialized in that and Ray is trying to do something different. And yet he finds himself oftentimes, you know, tussling between Ray the Striver and Ray the Crook, even though he doesn't always look at himself like that. And, you know, he's navigating both worlds. And at the same time, he's trying to run a legitimate business selling furniture and, you know, selling things that fell off a truck. And then here comes his cousin oftentimes with like, okay, okay. I got this one deal. I've already put you in it. Well, I don't want to be in it. I don't want it, but you're already in it. Okay. One more time. One more time. So that that's the setup. It's really, it's really interesting. And I just think this journey that he takes and we take with him and his family uh, on both sides of the line really have a lot to say about uh, where we've been um, as a culture and also about where we are and now how, how hard it is sometimes to do the things you want to do in a society that doesn't make it easy for you to do that. I'm not even sure sometimes that Ray necessarily really believes in as much as he wants to be respectable, how he really, really believes in the possibility of respectability for himself. So it's, it's, Chock full. I won't say it's chock full of nuts, though that might be true. It's just chock full of all kinds of great and funny and identifiable and familiar things for uh, us to ride with him about and to chew on. Well, it sounds like you get to sink your teeth in and really play with a lot, which has obviously led to a great performance. Oh, thank you. Thanks so much, Michelle. I hope so. I hope I hope listeners uh, really enjoy Ray and uh take the ride with him, and even through all of his struggles, find plenty to chuckle about that they can relate to in their own lives, too. Well, thanks so much for sharing with us today, and congratulations on having two audiobooks celebrated in our 2021 Best of the Year, because you've also got Concrete Rose in Young Adult. Yay! Concrete Rose is also a great book, a terrific book by Angie Thomas. It's really great. I, I I could not be more pleased in a, um, a year like we've had to have both of these recognized. So I, I really thank you guys so much, and uh, I hope people enjoy them. 
They definitely will. We've been talking about Harlem Shuffle by Colson Whitehead with Dion Graham in this special best of the year edition of Behind the Mic with Audiophile magazine. Support for our podcast today comes from Graphic Audio, a movie in your mind, featuring Dark Horse comics, dramatized adaptations of X, Ghost, The Mask, and Living with the Dead. Savings of up to 60% this month. Find out more at graphicaudio.net. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, stay tuned right here all week for more chats with some of our 2021 Best Audiobooks narrators, and check out our social media as we often post conversations and videos with audiobook narrators. The full list of Audiophile's 2021 Best Audiobooks can be found at audiophilemagazine.com. I'm Michelle Cobb. Thanks for listening. Thank you.